You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. What's going on? How you doing? Welcome back to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Speaking of tripadvice.com, have you been there lately? I redid the website, made it a little bit more simple. I still have my blog there and all the regular links, but wanted to redo it. Needed a freshen up. I think that was the, maybe this is the sixth rendition of the website in 11 years. Wow. Crazy. I have to say, I've always been a little lucky. My ex-girlfriend was a graphic designer. So from the day I put up a website, it looked awesome. By the way, this is in 2011, where sites like Wix, and you know all these, you can, you can get these services that are so cheap that design a beautiful website for you. Those did not exist back in the day. If you wanted to get a website and make it look nice, minimum $1,000, minimum to get something up. And now it's so funny. You want to start a business online, it's the click of a button and you have a nice looking website. So I was very lucky back in the day. I didn't have $1,000 to invest in a website because I was just starting TripAdvice. But I knew I needed to make it look professional. So lucky for me, my ex did it. Anyway, TripAdvice.com, check it out. Today I want to do a few things. I want to talk about approach anxiety. We talk about it quite a bit on the podcast, but I know that you appreciate these episodes. And that's not the only reason why I'm doing it, but it's something that I've been thinking about lately and a new way to look at approach anxiety. So if it's been scary for you to talk to girls, hard to go up and talk to them, approach them, I got some new thoughts for you. So we'll go over that in a little bit. Also, going to do some Q&A. So people have been writing in and uh, not going to lie, I'm a little behind here, but I'm excited to get back into it. And I really appreciate all you guys writing in. So we're going to get to a bunch of questions and answer them for you. If you have a question, email in trip at tripadvice.com is my email. Email in, put in the subject line podcast question, and we will answer them. Real quick, random thing I just wanted to talk about because I like talking about things that I'm excited about. Have you guys ever tried overnight oats? This is a revelation. This is not an ad, by the way. I'm just literally talking about overnight oats, which is putting oatmeal or oats, I should say. It's not really oatmeal yet. Putting oats in a mason jar, filling it up with a milk or a nut milk, putting in some ingredients, leaving it overnight, and then it's done for you. As a person who loves oatmeal, this has blown my mind that you could do this. It's the reason why it's blown my mind is because I like oatmeal a lot. It's really healthy, good source of carbs, and a nice dessert, but I never have time to make it. It's like you're sitting there and you're stirring it forever. Or if you get the minute oats, those taste like shit. When you do those, you know, ones you put in the microwave, it's never the same. Also, it's like super hot and then you got to wait for it. What a process. Anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about this, but again, I like sharing what I'm up to. And I'm glad that someone shared it with me because I did not know it existed. You literally take a mason jar, you put in oats, and then what's cool is you make it super healthy. So what I do, I put flaxseed and chia seed, 
great fiber sources and omega-3s. I put in almond milk, unsweetened. I put in a little bit, of, a couple of chocolate chips in there, a little bit of honey, because you got to have a little bit sweet, but not too much sugar. And it's amazing. Anyways, I'm staring at it right now. I just had some. Maybe that's why I'm talking about it. Guys, check it out. I don't know. If you're interested in eating healthier, getting a good source of carbs, and also working on your fiber, it helps. So we're talking about approach anxiety today. We're answering questions. I wanted to also mention that right now, we have a semi-new coach working at TripAdvice. I say semi-new because new would maybe mean that he's been here for a month, but he's been here for several months. His name is Eric. He's been on the podcast. I recommend that you check out a recent podcast episode that him and I did together. And he's a guest on it. So the episode is called... Five huge mistakes guys make on first dates that kill attraction. At this point, it's about three episodes ago. So you'll see it three episodes ago. I put it out last week, and I'm really excited about it because people are funding, finally getting to learn about the other coaches here at TripAdvice. Eric, and he is very smart, knows his stuff, and he's been coaching longer than he's been with TripAdvice because he also coaches people in the Portland area. He does local coaching, and now he works for TripAdvice where he can coach people all over the world because this podcast, as well as my YouTube channel and TikTok and Instagram, goes all over the world, and we get people from all over the world, and we get to work with them. In fact, we've worked with people as far as India, Australia, even Singapore, Africa, multiple places in Europe. It's just incredible. So cool. Anyway, Eric's been amazing. Guys are getting insane results with him. A guy who recently just worked with him, who will be actually putting his testimonial up, his case study, up on the coachbytrip.com website. He got a girlfriend in six weeks. Can you believe it? Six weeks. Just wild how powerful coaching can be. Guys, you should always be investing in coaching. And I'm saying this to you, I'm saying it to myself too, because I go on some chunks of time in my life where I'm not doing coaching. And so you might say, oh, Tripp, what are you doing coaching for? Well, it's not dating, but I do business coaching quite a bit. I did do lots of dating coaching. Like I actually was a student many, many years ago before I created Trip Advice. Something I want to look to in the future is meditation coaching. TM it's called, Transcendental Meditation I think I'm saying that right. You should always be doing coaching of some sort. You should always be learning. I even heard once that you should always be learning and teaching at the same time. It doesn't have to be necessarily the same topic, but it puts you in a great headspace, right? It's good to teach stuff because if you're teaching stuff that you know, you get better at that and it's good to just give that to people. But you should also be a student at the same time of whatever it is that you're trying to learn. So always be a student, always be a teacher. And if you're very new and you don't know a lot of things, it's okay to start off as a student. That's what I did many years ago. But it's really cool to be able to be in both places. So always be a student, always be a teacher. Good little tip for you today. And as well as a tip to myself, 
because I'm in a coaching program right now, a business one, and it's just awesome. Just learning how to how to grow and to excel in TripAdvice. And if you're looking to grow and excel and you want to be a student, you should join the TripAdvice Accelerator Program, which is meant to teach you how to meet women, attract women, using my TED formula. You guys might know it from listening, tension, entertainment, and dominance. Just understand that those are not three separate entities. They all work together. They're all combined. And there's a special way that they work together to attract women. And we teach that in the coaching program. So we're going to be going over that and teaching you how to implement that in your online dating profile as well as in person and approaching. Again, we're talking about that today. And how to implement it on your dates. It's the core formula for building attraction. Gotta learn it. It's a necessity. If you want to learn it and you want to learn it fast, go to coachedbytrip.com. Apply to work with myself or Eric today. It's just awesome. All right, now let's talk about approach anxiety. So approach anxiety. We all know it. We all feel it. We all get nervous. We see a girl. We're scared to approach. I was just recently in New York City where I was doing approaches because I was filming them to update my infield breakdown program, which is a video course where I break down different infield approaches. And even I had approach anxiety. I am human. So approach anxiety will ultimately always be there. However, it's how you deal with it. So if you're thinking, how does Trip have approach anxiety? He's supposed to be the coach. Well, it's how you label it and it's how you work with it. I've always had approach anxiety from the minute I was interested in women. From the, from the minute I was socializing, it was always a little scary for me to go and approach and, and talk to women. The only difference is, is after I solved it, I was able to transform that into excitement and into adrenaline, like the, the good adrenaline, like the adrenaline that you like feeling because you're excited. And also knowing how to witness the anxiety and just understanding that it's not a big deal. The only way I was able to do that was by a lot of reps, aka repetition, repeating over and over, approaching women, getting rejected a lot. And when I was in New York, I got rejected quite a bit too. But what was pretty cool is out of about 30 approaches, I got about, what was it? I don't know, 12 numbers, something like that. Trust me when I say that's a good ratio. (laughs) That's a pretty good ratio. I even think I could have done better. Uh, I think the very first few approaches, I was kind of working it all out, right? It's like the very first few approaches, you're not in the zone yet. So took me a little bit to get in the zone because I haven't approached in a while before that. Now, how does this all relate to you? How is this going to fix your approach anxiety? Well, I gave you a few tips there. The way that we witness it in our bodies, the way that we label it. What is it? But let's go a little deeper. So approach anxiety. You got to really understand why you have it and what you're scared of. Sometimes I understand that it's not necessarily logical 
it's irrational, but it still is there. But I believe that when things are irrational, we can try to make them a little more rational, reason with them a little bit to make it feel a little bit better, to make it a little bit easier for you. What I mean is, what are you scared of? And really go deep. What are you scared of? What are you scared of that has good reason to be scared of? That's the real question. So when you're approaching and you have that fear and you see the girl at the bar, when you see the girl in the street, in the grocery store, what do you fear? Now, a lot of guys say, well, I fear rejection. Okay, I say, and where does that lead you? Ultimately, they just left with nothing. It's a rejection. I say, okay, but then why are you scared? They say, well, I just don't like that feeling, the feeling of rejection. I don't like the feeling of embarrassment. That's a big one. I don't want to feel embarrassed. It's an uncomfortable feeling. I say, what else? I say, well, I just don't want to feel scared. I don't like to feel anxious. I don't like uncomfortable social situations. So if we break it down even further into bite-sized chunks, what I'm discovering is that people, what they're really scared of is feelings. Because in the tangible world, nothing really results from an approach that's negative. Now, you might have a negative feeling. You might perceive the approach through a lens in which you interpret it to be negative or bad. But if you really think about it, is there anything bad that happens? Do you get arrested? That's bad. Does a guy come up to you and punch you in the face? That's bad. Does a girl scream at the top of her lungs? Help me, help me, this guy's talking to me? That'd be bad too. Do you accidentally approach a girl and she knows your boss and then she tells your boss and you get fired? That would be bad. I can go on and on and give you examples of what it could look like to be actually bad. Did any of those things actually happen? No. Never. I've approached hundreds, beyond hundreds of women, if not thousands. My students collectively have approached thousands beyond thousands. And the worst story I've ever heard from all the clients I've ever coached, all the approaches I've ever done in the past 11 years, the worst I heard was like a year ago, one of my students went up to a girl and her boyfriend or some guy came up in the conversation and said, hey man, get out of here in the middle of the day. In which he then told me that in that experience, he laughed and walked away and thought it was funny. Isn't that crazy? The worst thing that actually happened, by the way, how bad is that really? Someone tells you to go away and you do. And then it's funny to you and you kind of laugh at the situation. That's the worst I've ever heard. That's the absolute worst of it. 
So back to my original point, what do we really fear? If we know those things aren't going to happen, or at least I'll spoil it for you and let you know that those things won't happen, you won't end up getting fired or arrested or beat up or slapped or or a woman screaming at the top of her lungs. So if those things don't happen, what happens? Just feelings, man. That's it. Just a bunch of feelings. Now, they're real. They are feelings. They're not tangible, but it's real. You are feeling something. Embarrassment, anxiety, sadness, maybe some sort of depression, an uncomfortable feeling. And I get that those are real. I've been through them. I understand that. But I need you to look at this for a second and laugh at it, at least with me in this podcast for the next 20 minutes. Could we just laugh at that and go, wow, that's what we're scared of? We're scared of ourselves. We're scared of the way that our brain processes emotions. I think that's funny. And if you don't think that's funny, try to find the humor in that. We're scared of ourselves. The person that's right there with you all the time doesn't even need to, there doesn't even need to be a woman around. You're with you, that person. You're scared of, of that reaction. And again, I know that they're real. I know that you're feeling this stuff. This is stuff that is, it, it's just uh, in your brain. You know, it's, it's the nature of the beast here that we've evolved to be scared of rejection. Many theories have stated that maybe we're scared of rejection because there wasn't a lot of women to talk to a long time ago. So a rejection meant that you would not be able to carry on your genes. And that's pretty, that's pretty tangibly bad. I would say you don't get to have kids because there's only so many women to talk to. There was even theories that if you did something wrong, it could mean death because you were in a tribe. So if you talked to the wrong woman, did the wrong thing, could mean they killed you. I don't know. Either way, they sound kind of funny. Whatever the reason is, it's there. It's a real feeling, but that's it. Now, let me spoil it even more for you. You know what happens to feelings? Do you know what feelings are? They're temporary. Unless, of course, something's going on and you have an actual uh, issue with depression. I know that that is a real thing. But to the average person, feelings are all temporary. Think about that. Happiness, sadness, feeling depressed or anxious, unless it's like, again, clinical anxiety or depression. If it's not, it's a temporary feeling. You're not always happy, are you? You're not always sad, are you? Most of the day, you're probably a little bit neutral. Sometimes you're stressed. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're horny. Other times you're not. Sometimes you're curious. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're excited. Sometimes you're not. Feelings are temporary. So what's my point here? Is that the embarrassment, the uncomfortableness, the anxiety, it's not going to be with you forever. It's just going to be with you in this little moment, this little opportunity. Are we really going to let these temporary emotions and feelings control us? Are we going to say 
to those feelings inside of us that they get to dictate whether or not we go and approach a woman, whether or not we have an opportunity to go up and talk to a woman, which can lead to an amazing opportunity of sex, girlfriend, even a wife. All for what? So we don't have a feeling inside of us for a little while? Get bold, my friend. Get your feet in the mud. Get dirty. I'm asking you for yourself. Push yourself, dude. It's just a feeling. Get through it. You're big enough. You're bold enough. You're smart enough. I talk to guys all the time who join the coaching program. These amazing guys who are so smart, have these amazing jobs, do really well. And then they're allowing themselves to not have an opportunity to go and talk to a woman because they can't get over the feeling. Stop it, dude. Stop. I want you to look at what you're missing out on. Going with the cliche quote, you got to get out of your comfort zone. It's true, but you're only going to be uncomfortable for such a temporary amount of time. In fact, even the opposite, speaking of feelings, you're not going to feel that bad when you do the approach. You actually are going to feel pretty amazing. All the guys I work with, when they finally do the approach, do you think that they're just ridden with anxiety and, and depression because they got rejected? Not at all. Yeah, they might be a little bummed, but the only thing I hear from the guys are that they're so proud that they did it. It builds your self-esteem because you're keeping the promises that you make to yourself. One of the biggest components of self-esteem. So I urge you, I ask you for yourself, do what you got to do. Listen to this episode over and over and over and over and over. Bookmark this, download this. If you need a little virtual kick in the ass, here it is. Get out there. Get dirty. Get rejected. Do it. Fuck your feelings and go make the damn approach. You owe it to yourself. And don't let some minuscule feelings get in the way. You want to feel your feelings? Do it afterwards. Don't do it now when you have a woman in front of you that you can go talk to that's so beautiful that you have an opportunity with. And then you can deal with it afterwards. In fact, I like that a lot. Deal with the feelings afterwards. And I bet you those feelings are going to be filled with happiness, accomplishment, success, and gratitude. Because you're happy you did it. And then you learned. And then you get to learn from that. And then you get to do an approach later. And you get to do an approach even better. And every time you do an approach, back to the very beginning of what I was saying here on this episode, is you get to do another rep. And another rep is the real way to beat the anxiety. First, it starts with your mindset. That's what I've been talking about the past five, 10 minutes. And then it starts to become this process that you've done so many reps where it gets so easy and you laugh at yourself and you go, huh, this is not a big deal. Literally, you're going to come to a point where you're going to go, I can't believe I made this a big deal. Every guy gets there. Every guy. Wow, I can't believe I made that a big deal. Do you know any, how many guys that I've coached that had approach anxiety and then met their girlfriend through an approach. 
whether it be an introduction, they go over there. I mean, it's insane how many guys have been able to do that. Can you imagine how much of an effect it has to go over and talk to one woman, yet you won't do it because you're just dealing with some negative feelings? My friend, does that put things in perspective? If it does, give me a hell yeah. In fact, DM me. I want to hear from you. If this resonates with you, just DM me right now. Trip advice. Say trip, hell yeah. And say that you, you know, listen to the Approach Anxiety podcast. Because if you hell yeah me in a year, I might be like, what's he talking about? <laughs> but I'll remember if you just tell me that hell yeah, listen to the Approach Anxiety podcast episode, whatever you want to say, and say hello. Dude, you got this. You're much stronger and bolder than you think you are. All right, let's get into some Q&A. Don't forget, I understand, it's hard to do this on your own, so you can always get help. Don't hesitate. Join the coaching program. Get my video course hooked. Get the book, Magnetic. Get a plan of action. The podcasts are great. Keep listening to the podcasts. They're amazing. I love them. You, you know, Listen to the YouTube channel. Watch the YouTube channel. All great things. But if you need a game plan... You're going to find it a lot easier. And also, you need to invest in yourself. I was saying earlier about coaching. And coaching is one of the best things that you could do. Coaching, by the way, can be virtual coaching, but it could also be a book. It could be a course. Just learning. Learning something for beyond entertainment purposes. Again, podcast is great. This is going to help you. I know it will, but everyone needs a game plan. So start investing in yourself to make it more serious. Because when we invest in ourselves, we work harder and then we get better results. You know where to go. Coachbytrip.com. Work with me, work with Eric. Or get the video course, Hooked. Getterhooked.com. Links are in the description. Okay, here we go. Q&A. Steven. Wow. Big star right here. First sentence. Steven says, I have no idea what to do. He continues, I want to get back out there, but I'm unhappy. I keep running into the same type of girl over and over again. I live in Miami, Florida, but the selection sucks. I'm either running into a girl who is looking for marriage or I'm dealing with a tourist who claims to be leaving the next day. Quite frustrated as I went from one big problem to another. My birthday is coming up in July. I want to get laid. I just don't want it to be with some random chick. I want it to be with a real lady. A lot of ladies just don't seem to be healthy mentally or emotionally. I seek ladies who have an identity and a sense of humor that resonates with me. I want women who own their sexuality and has to be grounded and be okay with spontaneity. So much more to list, but I don't want to keep listing. A previous dating coach advised me to become part of social circles, been a part of the salsa and spiritual community, among others. They've led to nothing positive as a result. 
Many just simply put me in the friend zone in spite of my efforts. I'm tempted to just take whatever money I have and move to another place. What do you think? What program do you suggest that I begin studying? How can I handle the tourist issue? Steven. All right, dude. Here's your big problem. You're all over the place. So tough love, Steven. You're all over the place, man. I don't understand what you want. You want to get laid, but you're either running into a girl who's looking for marriage. Oh, what is it that you want? Do you want a casual sex relationship? Or do you want a relationship? It almost feels like you're not super clear on exactly what you're looking for. Or maybe you're so clear, yet it's so specific that you're looking for a needle in a haystack. Okay, and you even said here, there's so much more to list, but I don't want to keep listing. So you want a woman who has an identity, has a sense of humor, spontaneous, owns their sexuality, but not looking for marriage, but is not a tourist? Dude, come on. What, what, let me just give it to you clear here. This is what's going to happen. When you go out, let's forget the tourists for a second. I mean, you live in Miami. So yeah, Miami, New York, LA, especially more in New York and Miami, heavy tourist spots. It's just the name of the game in those cities. But besides that, you're going to find women who want, I mean, every woman wants a relationship with the right guy. Some will just do casual, but usually women who do casual if they're sleeping with a guy, they hope that that guy will be in a relationship with them. But it all depends on the vibe that you're putting out and the way that you're setting up the situation. So again, it's hard to help you or tell you exactly what to do because I don't really understand what you want. I just hear needle in a haystack, but also unclear on, so you just want to get laid? That's fine, but... You just, it's funny you say right afterwards, I just don't want it to be with some random chick. That's kind of what getting laid is. And if it's at least for like a one night stand or a casual hookup, but you're saying it's like you want both. I just want to get laid, but it's not just with anyone. It's going to be one because the, the one that if you don't want a random chick to get laid with, where you meet them like a bar or a club, or just like, you know, you have sex with them on the first date then the other option is, is that girl is going to want to be in some sort of relationship. Do you understand that? So you got to get really clear and also realistic about what's out there. Now, if you just are just like, I want to get laid again, you could do that. But if you want someone who has all these lists of things, that's dating, man, you're going to be dating them for a while to then figure out if that's the person. And that woman is probably going to be pretty emotionally invested in you. I tell guys, if you want a casual hookup with a woman beyond a one-night stand that's like a friends with benefits thing, it's not hard. It's just you got to sift through the women that are going to be wanting to do that. And the way to set up that relationship is to not take them on a lot of dates and try to get to know them and and get into spirituality or, you know, whatever things that you're, that you're interested in, they're interested in. That's, that's stuff that gets them really attached to you. And it's going to make them want to be in a relationship with you and not just sleep with you. 
I know I'm sounding a little black and white here, but that's kind of what it is. It really is pretty binary. So Stephen, thank you for writing. I want to help you. Maybe you can write in again. Mention what you previously asked and see if we can get a little bit more clear. Okay, if you want to do a coaching call with me, we could do that. Um, the previous dating coach advised you to be part of social circles. Yeah, that's a great way to meet women. But it's, it clearly wasn't the answer for you. Uh, you said they've led to nothing positive as a result. Man, many just simply put me in the friend zone. Yeah, social circles are tough that way. They might not want to ruin the friendship and it might be weird within the circle. So that can be tough sometimes. So what do you begin studying? How can you handle the tourist issue? The tourist issue, man, I mean, it's volume. This is an obvious answer. Approaching non-touristy spots. So if you're in Miami and you're going to South Beach, eh, wrong place to do it. Now, if you're in the downtown area, again, I'm, I'm kind of guessing here. I forgot what it's called. Brickle? Yeah, I think it's Brickle. If you're in that area, that might be better. Less tourists might be around there. Or uh, Fort Lauderdale, I believe that's close to Miami. You might want to try going there. That's going to be a, definitely less touristy than Miami. So that's the only way you're going to solve that part. What should you be studying? I don't nothing yet. I mean, if you want to do coaching, we can help you. But I think you just need to get more clear on what you're looking for and also be realistic about what's out there. Because from what you're saying, again, I don't really understand what it is that you want. You want some unicorn, it sounds like. And so the reason why you're not finding what you're trying to find is because the pool of women is so small. Not in Miami, not in the world, but of what you're looking for. Hope that helps. Happy birthday coming up in a few weeks here. And uh, right back or DM me trip advice and we can help you out. Maybe get on a coaching call, set things straight for you. Next is Rafado. He says, hi trip. I approached a woman while she was working. She gave me her number. I asked her if she's free on Saturday to go out and she said, yes. First of all, I'm bad at texting. I asked her, how's her day going the next day? She didn't reply after two hours. So I asked her if I could call. She answered me in a cold way that she was busy. After that, I didn't call or text for one week and a half. I know this is probably not a good question since I feel like I already ruined it or did not put enough effort. Yet, should I still call her? What would you do in this situation? I enjoy your podcast and I wish that you talked more about texting. Thanks, Rafato. The reason why I don't talk more about texting is because there's not much to talk about. Texting is fairly, should be fairly simplified okay there's no texting that needs to be done to build attraction because a it's a weak effort because people are not meant to be attracted over text you know of course if a girl texts you a half naked picture of you of her and you see it okay you might be attracted but for women they need to see your behavior and text on a screen isn't behavior just text on a screen so she can't become attracted as easily over texting and by the way i get a lot of guys who say it's not true trip i know that girls have said this that they like it when a guy sends them this text and that yeah you know why they like it guys 
because they're already attracted. It's not the texting that got them attracted. It's the guy that they're already attracted to. And then he texts something and then they like it because they would like it no matter what, because they like him. So texting is not the thing. So you don't need to be good at texting. You just need to not make errors. And you made a lot of errors here. So the errors that you made were, one, you, she said yes to Saturday. So you asked her if she's free on Saturday to go out. She said yes. So the error was you kept on texting. How's your day going? You know what that shows her? That you're really into her, which is a big turnoff because it doesn't allow her to chase you. Gives her a ton of validation that she's already getting from another, a lot of other guys. She doesn't want you to be a fan of her. How's your day? How's it going? Da, 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 da. She doesn't want that. That's not sexy to her. That's not sexy to a woman. In fact, it's the opposite. So she wants a guy who's assertive and busy. So I would have said, hey, you free on Saturday or when are you free to go out? Cool, you're free Saturday. Let's grab a drink 8 p.m. at Murphy's Pub or whatever. Now you're asking if you could call her and then she said she's busy and now you're not texting. It's like, she's probably wondering what happened to you. Here's the problem with text, by the way. We read them in our own voice. So if she said she was busy, you might have read it as, I'm busy. When it could have been very neutral tone, like, oh, I'm, I'm busy. So you, you kind of shot yourself in the foot here, man. It's okay. Here we are. We're learning. You're going to not make the mistake next. Why do you want to text her? Why do you want to call her? Texting, calling, weak forms of communication. So what's the powerful form of communication? In person. So don't call, don't text. And by the way, no one wants to talk on the phone these days. We're so used to text on the screen that women want you to text to set up the date and that's it. So no, you shouldn't call her. What would I do in this situation? Well, to be honest, I wouldn't have done what you did, but how do you fix it? Just set up the date. Ignore everything that happened move on from what happened. Pretend it never happened and just move on to asking her out again or trying to set up a time. And you might have ruined it, but you know what? Don't worry. Approach again. Talk to other women. Get numbers. Set up dates. And don't text all day. And then you'll win. Hope that helps, Rafado. All right, last question. Hi, Trip. Thanks for answering my question in your podcast. I wanted to follow up, though. I'm 42 years old, never had a girlfriend, i.e., sexual relationship with someone you see regularly. Although there's upsides to not having baggage of ex-wives or children, the flip side is women expect you to have experience at my age, and if not, what's wrong with you? I'm not completely inexperienced with sex, as I've been with escorts. But I need to get out more and improve my social skills and confidence and conquer anxiety. Shyness and anxiety have played a strong part in me not going out as much, and I probably should have, and no doubt my social skills have suffered as a result. So when women ask about my previous relationships, what do I say as I have no experience of relationships? Thanks again, Bob. Okay, Bob. So if they ask you, I would be mostly honest. Now, I wouldn't lie, but 
as soon as you have your first date, it's not a lie if you say, you know, I've dated, but I've never been anything super serious. And if you want, if this is a true statement, you can also say that life has been busy for you. Maybe we know between us that's not the real reason, but maybe it's partly the reason. Also, I wouldn't worry about this so much. I don't think women really care about this. They don't talk about this. They don't, maybe maybe you've heard it. Maybe it's triggered you because you haven't had much experience. So you kind of hear that and you think it's a big deal because it just is something that you've gone through. But I can tell you, attraction is not a choice. If a woman's attracted to you, she's attracted to you and your previous relationships don't matter. And on top of that, she's not going to all of a sudden hear that you've never been in a relationship or married and all of a sudden be, oh my God, she's not into you anymore. Also, another good point, you don't have any baggage. That's a big upside. Women, a woman would way rather be with a 42-year-old that's not married or hasn't been married. So you're on the plus side. No offense to all my guys who are divorced out there. Again, don't worry. If you've been divorced, you can still attract a woman. No woman's going to not want to be with a guy because he's been divorced. But if you haven't been divorced, then they're going to think and assume that there's no baggage. And it's actually going to put you in a more positive light. So what you need to do, or let me answer your question first. You say, what do I, you said, what do I say as I have no experience of relationships? Okay. So I, I told you what to say. Just be kind of light about it. Switch topics. Says, yeah, I've dated here and there, but nothing ever got too serious. Okay. That's your answer. Next. I know you didn't ask me this, but we're coaching right now and, and I got to help you. You got to get yourself out there and go on more dates so you can start experiencing dating. The way to conquer anxiety, well, there's a few things. One, I don't know if you have a clinical anxiety. I don't know if you need to see a therapist or a psychiatrist to maybe deal with some of those things. Some people need to be medicated for that because it's on such a high end. But your social skills and confidence are poor because you're inexperienced. So we just need to flip that and we need to get you out there. You said shyness and anxiety have played a strong part in me not going out. Well, you want to get better, you got to go out. But here's a tip, because I know that sounds like ridiculous. Like, well, trip, duh. I know that, but I'm shy. You got to go out without any sense of caring about the outcome. You clearly care too much about what's going to happen when you go out there. You're probably caring too much about how people are going to perceive you. You're caring too much about, remember what I said earlier, the feelings so you probably have some feelings that you're afraid of, embarrassment, rejection, feelings of shame. You need to go out there and just be social to be social. I don't care if you're 42, 50 years old or 20 years old and listening to this. At some point in, your, in the very beginning of your socializing, you need to go out to be social to be social. That's what I did. And it worked. It takes some time. It takes several months, but you have that. And you're going to have to be social to be social. What does that mean? Go out to a bar. If you don't drink, that's fine. Get water. Cheers a bunch of people and go home. Go out, have a conversation with someone. Talk to them about anything. 
ask them a few questions, talk to a bartender, talk to a bouncer, talk to some girls, talk to some guys, go home. Be extra social with the people that are working, that are checking you out at the grocery store or the gas station. Be a little extra social with strangers. Talk to a homeless person, give them a buck. Any opportunity you have to be social, I say take it. Start building the experience library. Right now your library is empty. You have no experience or references to look at because you haven't done it. So you're not going to get good overnight. That's the reality. That's okay. You have time. You're not 80 years old. So get out there, start being social and start to have these experiences So then you can just start to date and date more women and then you'll end up having sex with a woman who's not an escort. The only reason why you're having sex with escorts is because you just haven't put yourself out there. So what are you waiting for? And Bob, gotta say, if you can't get over the hump, coachedbytrip.com, my friend, get the help you need to really accelerate the process or do it on your own. Both are valid options, but one will get you there faster. So that's the plan. If you do if you do, do it on your own, get Hooked or my book, and then that can give you a game plan. Game plan is super important. So you're not just going at this with no idea of what you're doing. And if you don't want to do any of that, then just do the thing I said to you today. Take some time every week for an hour or two and just be social for the sake of being social. If you have any questions, don't forget to write in trip at tripadvice.com, put in the subject line podcast question, and we will pick them out and we'll put them here on the podcast. Thank you for writing in. Thanks for listening. Hope this was motivational, helpful, eye-opening. If it was, don't forget, you can shoot me a DM and say hello. Otherwise, take it easy, my friend, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.